Hey, welcome to the One Life Podcast, where we talk about things from One Life Church, but ultimately things that we think can relate to you and your one and only life. My name is Sarah Inman. I'm one of your co-hosts of the podcast. I'm joined, as always, by co-host of the podcast and the lead pastor of One Life Church, Brett Nicholson. Good to see you, Sarah. Good and I'm you, glad Brent. we're kind of back with some new material. I yeah. guess you could. I guess you could say that. I yeah. don't know. It depends on how people hear this. But, That's true. Yeah. I think some of the episodes we've uh, recorded have been releasing a little bit later than we expected, but that's they okay. That's There's right. still good that's content. Right. But now they're kind of back online, maybe. You know, I was actually looking the other day, Brett. Um, I was kind of scrolling through, trying to make sure, because sometimes, um, as Jimmy's been posting, I know that I had an issue the very first time I posted, if you're a podcast, if you don't put a date on them, they show up at the very bottom. And I was like, oh no, maybe they're showing up at the bottom. They didn't. It's fine. But anyway, I looked, we're almost at four years of making a podcast. Four years. In August will be four years. Are you years. kidding? Twenty eighteen. That is that true? Yeah. Really? That, that 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 really genuinely shocks me. Me too. I mean, I'm not making this up. No. And I mean, <laughs> you know, we're yeah. at like 128 episodes, something like that. Okay. 24 episodes, and it's just wild to think that you know there's some weeks we've missed and you know things like that. But yeah. you know, either way, it's just four years of making a podcast. That's just an right. idea. We just we're talking about one day in the lobby, and here we are. That's right. No, I'm glad we did it. Yeah, I'm glad too. we did. It was, it was four years well spent. For sure, yeah. yeah. Highlight of my four, last four years, <laughs> or a highlight. Maybe a highlight. Say that. Yeah, no, I, really. I, there was some. There's some spots in there that were really, really cool. I enjoyed. Yeah. It and I'm glad we did. Great. Well, we just had Easter Sunday. Um, pretty big yes. day in the church. It is a big day in the church. <laughs> Well, it's it's funny. Either. It's not. It's the church is not making this up that it's a big day. It's still kind of in people's consciousness to do that. I as in a culture because I looked out at the crowd and I was. You can you could see extended family were yeah. obviously together yeah. and that was a thing and, and i talked most of the people that i talked to okay where are you going now what do you got planned for today oh we got a big thing coming up today or we did a big thing yesterday and all that sort of stuff that's yeah. still very much a part of sort of our society and and i think it's a good thing I'm, I'm glad and it felt like a time where people are kind of moving forward and ahead and you know doing things like gathering together some people haven't been doing that as much obviously over the past few years and it felt like one of those holidays where you started seeing people really wanting to come together didn't you see you said you said <laughs> let me let me back up and try okay. that again didn't you say you saw someone that like more official comment about that like an article or yeah that, yeah, yeah. That i saw it was a, i went to visit my mom and they had to show the news on or something and it was talking about like it was the first holiday that people are kind of considering it like not post-COVID, because I think we're still technically in a pandemic, but right. um, it's still kind of that first holiday where people are getting back out, that feeling a little more yeah, comfortable Yeah, that, that would have been, yeah, that, and you could you could sense that. I think yeah. you can kind of watch that, that everybody's, uh, not to mention it's spring, so that's also uh, that's also kind of nice. Yeah. So, and you could, I, I felt like I could sense that just from the people in, in, engaging in there, and I did see some people I had not seen since the pandemic started, and yeah. so that 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 whole thing was that was great. So it made for a great day. I was talking to somebody yesterday, and they were talking about, "Oh, it's so great!" So you know, I've been since I've um, not been on staff, I've been back at West, and I you know, love being able to just be at West and and see my friends and, and family there. And um, somebody was saying, "It's so great to see so many people here." Like, I hope it continues on. It's like we had to be on honest and authentic about that usually that does happen the next three or four weeks we'll see a lot of those people kind of come back and then summer hits and everyone's out to the lake or doing vacations (laughs) but um, it is one of those things where it is always an exciting time one obviously we're celebrating the most important thing that you know is a christian faith you know the resurrection of Uh jesus Um, but also it is always that time where you see a lot of people just kind of come and visit and kind of some of those walls and barriers that they've been put up for whatever reason kind of get you know, tore down a little bit. They just get back around yeah. other people. So hopefully we see more of that coming in because we just want it to be a community of people that gather together and love one another and, and love uh, our neighbors. 
Absolutely, and uh, and and I and I do I do feel like that happened in in some real sense as I was you know, kind of engaging with people and uh, talking to people. So cool. yeah, there. Uh, now what we're going to do today is there's a number of things coming up, and and uh, and one life has been through an interesting journey just because of the pandemic. It's a very real. It's a play, It's like a one of the characters in the cast here, like like has has played a real role in our last two years, but especially in this year. And we've talked about the financial thing, and we talked about that on the podcast and uh now that that's kind of in the rearview mirror in a good sense like we've we've kind of normalized ourselves and and easter was a part of that too it's like oh it it you dared for it to feel normal because i've made that mistake during the pandemic i made that mistake about five times (laughs) of course hey it's normal now again and it was not i mean it it kept not being normal and i I'm, i'm still a little twitchy but it looks like going forward, we can start engaging in life a little bit more like we were back in 2019s, even though with some caution. So, uh, but I wanted to talk about the things that we have done. It's gave us a lot of chance to review and evaluate and think through and process and pray and do all that kind of thing. And just kind of give people an insight into why we're going to be doing the things that we're doing and, and why we think they should uh, actively Cool. Uh, participate in. Does that make sense? It makes sense. And what's really great is I'm realizing some of the stuff will be the first time I've heard it. So I can honestly react to some of this. So yeah, that's right. And and, and you can even say, I hate that idea. That's a, you know, I know. I only would say those. I know you're not a big fan of all my ideas. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the, well, the big one that we did talk about the most over the weekend and, and on Easter, and we wanted people to kind of, we wanted the most people to hear, uh, because you do have that built in crowd on Easter. What do we want them to hear? Uh, the most outside of the resurrection and just mm-hmm. faith issues. What do we want to point them to? And that was called Love Your Neighbor Day. Yeah. And that um, many one-lifers remember the same concept as City Serve Day. We did that for several years in a row from the first time we opened. And um, uh, now it's been, it's that the branding has been changed based on, you know, Community One, the local organization that we have had on our podcast over the last four years. Yeah, we right. have. We've had that. Over the we've last had, four years. We've had yeah, a lot we've of had them come here. in and talk about their ministry. And so they're coordinating a thing called Love Your Neighbor Day, which you may m- know more about that in total than I do. Yeah, and, and Love Your Neighbor Day is is great because I think it's something that what, what they want to do is they want to create an opportunity because what they realized is a lot of people want to do something, but sometimes it takes you know, one uh, event or one opportunity to connect with people to let them know how they can connect. Um, Sometimes that barrier is just getting people there. And if they can get a lot of people to do it, you know, you get a couple hundred people to sign up and to uh, love your neighbor day, uh, maybe 25 of them want to continue on doing that on their own or as one life I know is wanting to do more um, than just one day. But yeah, love your neighbor day is just an opportunity for people to gather specifically the TV park neighborhood, um, and be able to work on some home revitalization, neighborhood revitalization. And they've got some projects they're working on, and I think there's probably some other places besides just that one area. But I know that's yeah. the, the kind of the focus. And, and one of the reasons, there's a couple of things that, that kind of call to mind as I look at the past, that when we did City Serve Days and we adopted this saying, this kind of this value of we don't want to just build a great church, we want to build a great city, which we completely ripped off from Redeemer in New York. Oh. We started using that. Um People latched onto that arguably more than any other single thing we said. Yeah. I remember that very clearly, especially because even with our staff, when we decided to establish what are our real values, and we did this little kind of voting um, 
wasn't a game, but it was just kind of a thing we went through and said, which ones do you resonate with the most? That one got the most votes when we, we kind of put that out. And I remember there's a lot of buzz about that. There was something people look forward to. When are we going to do another City Serve Day? Uh, what they didn't know is on the inside, City Serve Days were kind of difficult to pull right. off. Yeah. <laughs> it took a lot of work. People just wonder, why don't you do more of those? Well, because just doing one a year was yeah. a was a pretty Months significant <laughs> yeah significant undertaking. You know, just coordinating all the stuff and and all this kind of thing. So we had that, uh, and then I remember talking to one of our musicians. I won't say who it was, but uh, I was sitting with the worship leaders and all that, and we were talking about worship and going forward. And he said, "You know, to be honest, when I first came to uh, our church, and I think you had this same experience, I didn't like the music. I wasn't right. here for the music." Yeah. But I heard him talking about doing things out in the city. Yep. So that's why I hung around. That was me. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was well, you. Well, that wasn't actually me. But that, that was, was uh, similar. That was, uh, but you said the exact same yeah, thing. Yeah, and, and this is someone that now currently plays pretty regularly in <laughs> our music and, and is, is a big fan of it and all that stuff sure. now. But had that same reaction. I don't even like the music. And, <laughs> and uh, But I heard they wanted to do things like go into houses and, and yeah. rebuild and do neighborhoods and all this kind of thing. thing. So that we're, one of the primary reasons we're doing this is to get back into that now that it's a little safer and, and it's more in line with uh, just what we can coordinate. Um, we want to do that. Plus, Community One is bearing the burden of the coordination and right. the administration. And so it's a lot, lot, lot easier to uh, to engage in. So we're partnering with them. Can you share a little bit? I mean, I think it's always important, especially when you talk about it as a church, and this is totally me putting you on the spot. Oh, good. Um, but when we talk about you know things like not just wanting to build a great church, but build a great city, can you talk about the importance of that? Like, you know, I mean, obviously it's, I would say it's whole gospel, right? You know, we want this, right. this idea to be whole city, whole gospel beyond just the walls of our building of our church. And that's something yeah. that I think every church is trying to figure out, especially, you know, as we hopefully approach post pandemic, I'll say that, you know, right. carefully, hopefully. cautiously, yeah. um, is that we, we, I think that's one thing that we've learned. You even talked about like, we want to kind of get back to, but I don't think we want to get back completely to what we were doing before. We want right. to do it a little bit differently because we've learned a lot. Mm -hmm. People want to be involved and be out, outside um, of the walls of our building to the purpose of, you know, sharing the gospel, but also just loving our people, loving people in the city. I mean, mm -hmm. can you share a little bit about the vision of One Life, but also just gospel-centered wide? Yeah, I think for me, first of all, it kind of starts with um, how Jesus went about things it, just on principle. He would go into a place, and he coached his disciples. He said, freely have you, you have received, freely give. Go, and he talked about healing sick and doing all those things. And so they would go in to an area, and before they said anything, yeah, they brought healing. And sometimes I let myself kind of envision what that was really like and what an amazing thing that would have been to have those guys roll into your town and people had been sick, chronically sick for their whole lives, or the paralytics, or they said raise the dead. And they're going around and they're changing that. So what kind of environment, how that would have flipped the environment completely and brought so much joy and relief and encouragement and wonder, and you know, the list goes on and on and on. And so that really gripped me uh, years ago to say, like, that's, that's how they did things. And then they followed it by announcing the good news. And so what's our version of that? And number one, I think we truly can pray for people and do those things. But our version of, especially for those of us who just live in a community for much of our lives, how do you repeat that on principle? That's yeah. the, that was the first question. And then you may not remember this, but I did like a whole series on this. And it's my called build, saying right? was, yeah, and the saying yeah. was, uh, city building is neighbor loving. 
It's like, okay, so everybody knows that Jesus said, love your neighbor. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? Well, your neighbors are literally the people that you share a community with. And everybody wants the same thing in the, in most, in the most basic ways. Everybody wants a good education for their kids and they want safe, uh, a safe place to live. And they want their kids to be able to have things to do. And they want, you know, art and concerts and places to go and, and engaging things to do and, and health, all those kinds of things, healthcare. So, what can we contribute to? So that's doing unto others you would have them do to you. I want that for my family. I want that for my own life. And so I know that even if someone's not a believer, they typically want those same things. So how can we do unto others as we would have them do to us uh, for our neighbors? And that's kind of where the city building came from. And it kind of expands it out because otherwise it's kind of like being nice to literally your neighbor, which is yeah. good. But but all of us share a community that we live in, that we drive the streets and we use the schools and all that kind of stuff. Does that make any sense? Absolutely. I okay, mean, good. it, it kind of puts glad. us all in the same, you know, we all want, um, you know, we talk about human dignity, right? You know, there's an mm-hmm. opportunity for everyone that has human dignity and value and worth. And we want to put everyone kind of on an, you know, equal playing ground in that. And sometimes something as simple as, you know, a house that has completely fallen apart, you know, and some, for some reason, doesn't matter, you know, we right. don't need to get into that, but everyone deserves to live in a place where, you know, they can be healthy and safe. And we want to try to be a part of that, especially as the church, um, but also just as people of our city. Yeah. And people who are maybe in situations like that. And I've, I've spent a ser- um, a season of my life, financially not well off at all. I mean, it had a lot of uh, pretty significant struggles. And when you're in a place like that, you long for just some kind of relief or some relief of the burden or, and you long for just a better, uh, it's not, you don't don't long for wealth. You just long for a place that is safe for your kids or whatever else. And so why not be able to go in? And if you can provide that in some way, shape or form to do that. And so that's where that, that really is the, the prime motivation for all those things. And so, uh, hopefully that gets to the heart of what you were kind of Yeah, I just think it's important if yeah. people haven't, you know, hopefully right. everyone's listened to every One Life message so they have all the information. <laughs> and, but if they had, and remember them. Which, yeah. you know, that but, it, you know, it's always important because especially as a church and, you know, the podcast is an opportunity for us to talk a little deeper because, you know, sometimes we give announcements on Sunday. We don't get to get into all the reasons why. Yeah. But it's important. We don't want to just tell people to do something. We want to tell you why it's important and why we want it to be something that we value as a church. And- exactly. And, and, and I hope people will take that to heart that, that, that a lot of thought went into it. We were, we were challenged by another church. I said, we ripped off the phrase from Redeemer in New York, but kind of the idea came from them and, and mm-hmm. reading books and going yeah. to training. Uh, and, and we would sit around tables and talk about what would that look like for us? What would that mean for us? And that's the whole idea of, the church has always been knowing, known for giving charity. There's always been, um, you know, clothing banks and things of that nature. But we were really challenged on true development. Like, go in and really be present and be and be the kind of people who are raising up the quality of life mm-hmm. in the overall in the long run. Um, and and that really struck a chord. And so that's where uh, we have people from our church that have uh, we're on our staff that are going and working on those things now. Yeah. And, and and that. And I remember those early conversations where all that came from. Yeah, that's exciting, honestly, to see it, you know. And um, I think if you're listening to this, and I'm not sure exactly when this is going to be, you know, posting, but hopefully before Love Your Neighbor Day, you can still be involved in that. But if not, there's going to be a lot more opportunities through One Life, but also through Community One to be a part of loving uh, your neighbor and being a part of uh, a community. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So so it... uh, 
Teepee Park is is off of it's between it's off of Kentucky Avenue and and there's a few houses on there between Kentucky and Monroe Avenue in Evansville. There's three different addresses that we're going to be doing, and what we'll do is we'll kick that off that day. She'll go in and begin the renovation process. Obviously, it won't be completed that day. It will be completed over a series of. You know, like I related time. in my yeah, <laughs> yeah. related in my message. I've done enough renovation projects where they always take more time than you think they're course, going to. Yeah. And uh, but uh, that the thing that we like about that too is we're going to set some Saturdays. I think there's ways where you could just get involved on in a smaller level yeah. and on your own, like during weeknights or whatever else. But we are going to set some Saturdays throughout the rest of the year where we can all gather up. And head over there, and and, uh, and and we'll keep we'll we'll keep everybody posted on the progress of, of all those projects. Great, so, yeah. So, so after that, uh, I, I think Unchar- Uncharted needs an honorable mention. We don't know exactly what we're going to do, but Uncharted is the global part. So, local global, we've said from the very beginning, um, uh, from the start of One Life, we've said. We want to do things locally, but we want to mirror that globally in the least rich uh, places in the world. And so Uncharted is going to have a global they, – they have, a, they have a, a donor appreciation event coming up on May 12th. But we're talking a little bit about maybe how can we kind of reinforce that a little bit for, uh, for Uncharted. And, and they're taking on new things. I was talking to Ben just over the weekend. Ben is the director. And they are now – have an open door that they're developing, reaching Sudanese refugees who are living in Cairo, Egypt. Yeah. And so, did you know about this? I did. This, well, uh, I, I, Emily, who also went on the trip, which is Oh, actually, that's right. The that's day right. we're recording this is her birthday, so happy birthday. She'll probably know. Yeah, yeah. I posted it on Facebook. I did. Um, I, but, I did yeah, so I kept seeing her pictures, and then I got to talk to her about it a couple weeks ago. But Okay. Um, yeah, so she was a part of that trip. Yeah. And so that's not something people can do right away, but that's the kind of things that are being done, and they finally – COVID kind of stood in their way. They couldn't travel or anything like that. Now they're able to travel again. And uh, they were able to go into Cairo and able to get, um, uh, you know, matched up with with an organization over there that is doing legitimate work among Sudanese refugees. And uh, uh, and that sounds so difficult and so off the off the beaten path but that's exactly what uncharted is and that's exactly what one life has always wanted to be and that's why uh, southeast asia that's why myanmar that's why um, uh, belgrade uh, all those places are are not the obvious places to go so we're we're trying to figure out ways to pick that up so stay tuned with some of those things it's exciting to see uncharted like growth happening there in, in new ways you know not that uh, things that they've done in the past aren't still important. They are, um, but things right. that we're still seeing them grow and, and getting connected to new organizations and places is really exciting. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And 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 now they feel a little bit more confident that because of the COVID regulations and how different countries are handling that, uh, people can start going again. Right. And I will do one last plug on this. I have told people over and over and over again, I've said from the pulpit, I believe that every person, every Christian ought to go on at least one cross-cultural mission trip in their lifetime just because they need to have their minds mess with in the best sense. <laughs> yeah, see something outside of your own self and your own community. Oh, yeah. so. And going to Cairo, Egypt and working among Sudanese refugees would fill that bill. <laughs> there is no question. You would come back not the same. I, yeah. I guarantee it. Uh, no questions asked. So, um, and then I had listed uh, my daughter's weddings coming up this weekend because people wanted to know about it's exciting, that. I mean, Brett. It'll, be, it'll probably be on the rearview mirror when you hear this, but it is it is exciting. Yeah. It's down in Florida, and um, that's a nice little bonus track. It I'll, is. I'll be in Hopefully Florida. Hopefully you guys we'll, have a great time, get to yeah. celebrate, and just enjoy being together. Yeah, and, we will. And Yeah, we're going to 
we're gonna we will we'll enjoy that and are the grandkids a part of the wedding yes they are yes they are that'll be amazing uh, and, and i think all three are the, in, in some capacity but i don't remember which um I, i'm not that close to the organization planning <laughs> <laughs> I'll jump off of that. It's just yeah. a little honorable sure. mention then. Okay, and then after that, um, we in the same weekend that we're doing Love Your Neighbor Day, we're having a gentleman by the name of Cameron Bertuzzi who is coming. He's a he's a a YouTuber who I think he has 125,000 uh, subscribers, but his main thing is, he says, exposing people to the intellectual side of the Christian faith. Mm-hmm. And the reason that he did that was because his brother um, uh, jettisoned his faith uh, as they were both growing up. I think they were raised that way, and he jettisoned his faith, and it really messed with his mind, and, and he decided to study. And, and uh, he also said he handled his brother's con- conversion out of the faith really poorly and did a lot of things wrong and said a lot of things he wished he hadn't said and all those things. So he's doing a couple of things. Number one, he's going to offer a class. Anybody wants to go, and I, I'm picturing this as a class, maybe you know, from ten to fifty people. Fifty would be great, but sure. you know, it's somewhere around there. But if you're really interested in learning how to talk to a skeptic, he is going to offer that on a Friday night, uh, April 29th, okay, and the night before. So he will. Uh, he's just going to walk through that and talk about his mistakes. That's how he's doing. It. He said, "Listen, I had." <laughs> I did a number of things wrong, but now he talks to skeptics for a living. He doesn't just have Christian people on his show. He talks to scholars from around the world, and some of them are uh, people who do not believe, and he's learned how to engage them in conversation in a way that's, uh, uh, that is helpful and can maybe train you. We've all, in our families and in our friend group and our yeah. work, uh, we've all got coworkers that aren't exactly big fans of this whole thing. And, and maybe we're the ones, the two, that have made mistakes in the past of how we've handled it. Maybe we can learn some things. Yeah, exactly. You just kind of <laughs> do, do a little bit little, different. Do a little bit of tune-up there. Yeah. So, uh, but Cameron's a good guy, and he'll he'll be offering that uh, that night. And then he will be back on the Sunday morning and talk about why does God allow suffering. And so here, here's just why we're doing topic. that. a small topic. Yeah, that's just right. That he's going to settle it just in case. Yeah. That's right. He's going <laughs> to he's just kind of uh, put, put that question to rest. Uh, but here's why we're doing that. We're having outside speakers. A couple things. Number one, uh, we did ask for evaluations of One Life Explorer Edition. And uh, did you see those, Sarah? I haven't seen what Did they... you get to see what the, the, the responses? I, I did not. Oh, we didn't let you into the secret files? No. Okay. Uh, I don't know if we'll entrust you with those or not. It's okay. fair. All right. So, <laughs> so we did ask for that, and people sent re- responses in, and it was good. And, and what, here's what I learned. Yeah. People were extreme in their responses. Yeah. And what I mean by that is the people that liked them really liked them and said things like, please keep doing these. Whatever you do, don't let these go. Wow. Keep doing this. And then the people that didn't like them said truly the exact opposite. (laughs) (laughs) Like, please stop doing this. You know, they didn't make threats, but it was kind of like you could tell. They weren't fans at all, okay. and, and there wasn't a lot of middle ground, from <laughs> what I could tell, and that's okay. So we don't really know what to do because no matter what we do, we're going to make somebody mad, yeah, and uh, or disappointed or whatever else. So anyway, we allowed one lifers to evaluate them, and one of the evaluations they said we've had people come in, but they said, "Hey, why not have others?" We had primarily we leaned into uh, Braxton Hunter. And uh, he was kind of our outside guy. Sure. But it's because he's a one-lifer and he's a friend and he does that stuff for a living. But they said, well, if you're going to have him, why not have a bunch of different people from outside and be more diverse, have some women, have some people of color and all that kind of thing. And uh, so we had planned that anyway, so we are going to do that. Now, Cameron's not a person of color or a woman, but uh, (laughs) that's (laughs) – but – 
uh, he is he's a friend of Braxton's. He was pretty easy access to us, and he wanted to come in and seemed like a really good guy yeah. to have. So that's where uh, that came from. Yeah, and I I think I did hear some feedback. Some people said like, "Oh, we'd love to see this this idea happen on a different night, yes. a different time." That so was a pretty common having thing. having a, the Friday option is kind of see if people really want that or not. You know, kind of right. give them yeah, an yeah. opportunity to to see if they want to do that. But then I also think that topic to let him are you going to interview him or is he just going to teach no he's just going to teach he has a full presentation he does on cool. it so and which i've not seen i'm taking a little bit of a risk i, I may have to get up afterward and just go everything you just said forget <laughs> it that was dumb uh so probably not but uh, i i'm doing a little bit of a trust walk sure. but here's the other thing too you um like people did bring up there were people that did say like hey i like this but i think you should do it at another time Okay, so why and we are actually having a meeting as of this podcast tomorrow mm-hmm. uh, where we're going to discuss these things. But one of the reasons we had them on Sunday, I'll just say it this way, and I want people to know this, is because there is a built-in crowd there. It's there, You're much more likely to have someone come on your arm to attend yourself and sort of be there for it mm-hmm. um, as opposed to us if we do something, say, on a Friday night, Saturday night, or Sunday night, or Thursday, or whenever else, we have to do a lot of pushing, and a lot sure. of inspiring, and a lot of advertising, and a lot of promoting, just to, for one, just to get people to know when it's happening. It's happening on this Friday night. You know, most people won't know that. Right. Because uh, we have learned in church communication world, you have to say things a good 15 times. I've heard of that, so, yeah. Yes, you've heard of that mm-hmm. as the communication director. <laughs> so just, so it's, it's, it's hard, and... Once you do that, if you're successful at it, uh, it's a little questionable that people will show up on a Friday or Saturday. So that's the yeah. big challenge. I'm not opposed to it, but I just know, like, oh boy, okay. It's really it's definitely more it work. I I think I would be I would love to. I don't even know how you gauge that. I don't know how you poll people on that. I mean, obviously, you got feedback from that, but like, I am curious. You said that you think people are more likely to come on a Sunday. See, I would think the opposite. But that's just like my like the the people that I would connect with that I would invite probably wouldn't come on a Sunday because like I'm not going to church. But if you went right. to like a neutral place or watched a video, like I've sent them the center videos before, um, and they're like they're much more likely to watch that than they would you know to come on a Sunday, right? Which is you know whatever. I guess but, what I'm talking about is the is having a crowd at all uh, the crowd dynamic like sure. you know that if you if you want some kind of energy or vibrancy going on in something that you're putting on that put your best foot forward yeah you want at least 300 people in the room or something in our rooms just to make it seem like feel a like they're thing. at something yeah. yeah that they're going to something and then sure. people that you're so that's the dilemma but i'm open to nearly anything but i know that that's that's kind of the struggle so yeah. that's why but uh, we did we did pay attention to the comments we're going to be reading them again and talking about them some of them are pretty funny yeah and uh you know, I think as I wrote as long as you have thick skin. I think you I think wrote, you wrote one? Yeah, I think I wrote a funny one. I can't remember what I wrote, but I think I remember writing something like, I hope Jimmy reads this. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, it, and so you know, there was only one that really uh, – no, never mind. I, I, oh, <laughs> I wonder what it was. Yeah. No, I, I, I know someone said something like, you always are talking about, you know, connecting people and moving them, and you just need to tell them about Jesus or something oh, like that. Yeah. That wasn't and little, little comment. That wasn't you. No. Okay, I appreciate that. <laughs> little comments like that is, uh, don't always. Those are hard to hear sometimes because, like, you know, your heart is honestly even doing explore edition. If people agree with them or don't 
agree with them. Right. The per- the purpose was still the same to help people trust and follow Jesus, right? right. I mean, oh, sure, yeah. And if we're just trying something different, and if it doesn't work the way we want it, that's fine. Yeah, and when you're trying to connect people, yeah, uh, whether to groups or to a class you're offering or whatever, that's the point. You're trying to connect them to Jesus, and you're talking about Jesus the entire time. That's yeah. A, but anyway, I'll I'll let that go. Um, okay, so so all these things are filed under. We've we've said we have our we have our twelve values, and there's five that we're going to be focusing on the most because they're unique to us in, in, in the combination. Those are power, uh, spiritual power, intellect, art, and then city, well, building a great city, local and global, and then also next gen. So mm-hmm. we're trying to really focus on that. So a lot, there's a lot of intentionality behind this building now. And so our next generation, by the way, that's where we're hoping to put your finances as much as we're able to direct finances in that way. If we do any new things, that'll probably be in the next generation area, students and kids and all that kind of thing. But one of the things that we are planning to do is we know uh, if you were here on Easter, you know I shared stats of students. One, uh, the Atlantic Monthly said we have the saddest generation of, of, of teenagers in yeah. ever recorded. And they think a lot of that is because of social media, which is pretty obvious. Uh, but we are going. We're trying to plan for a, a thing for parents and, and um, for next gen to really deal with that in a substantive way. Right now, we're working on uh, what can we offer parents, what can we offer students to help them cope mentally with, uh, and that's going to come up in the summer and going into the fall. And our next gen is working on that as well. So be keeping your eyes out for that. Well, I hope so. Yeah. I think so. I, I think say. that something like that is great. I mean, I had a little experience working with students and having something where parents could be directly connected because they're looking for that. You know, they want, you know, a, oh, yeah. a space to talk about it, you know, and hopefully it's something that would live on beyond, you know, a, a one night, you know, something where they could continue to meet almost and have like a support space mm-hmm. for one another because, man, that that's what it's about, right? I mean, that's right. community. Like yeah. we, we try so hard to get people, we talk about, you know, growth groups, but sometimes growth groups look like people just supporting one another, you know, and, yeah. and, and those types of things. And that's how, you know, organic community happens. So Yeah. And that's what they're supposed to be. And it, and it really is true because all the stats I've seen, all the studies I've seen, all the talk I've seen about all of this mental health challenge, they, the foundation of it is what's changed is the social media thing. I mean, that's, that's, that's the difference between when I was a student and, and maybe even when you were a student, I would think, yeah, I'm yeah, good I think you're up there far enough. I think you are far enough to where close to social media was not milestone. native to your world when no. you were in high school and all that kind of stuff. No. So, so now that is the the most fundamental difference. And so, and coping with that and helping kids cope with that and helping parents cope with that is a major, major, major issue and, that and we I, want to get better at. And this is something. This is like a personal thing. This is not me speaking for one life. This is me saying this. But I appreciate when churches specifically come up with resources. Um, because I think there's a lot of times we've gotten to the point where we've said like, just, you know, pray about it and don't get me wrong. We should do that, but we act like, you know, that all is just going to go away if we don't work on it at all. So right, having yeah, an yeah. opportunity for people to work on it together in community, that's the church coming together and, and working on it. Yeah, it so. absolutely is. And if we can surface the subject and parents can feel, uh, okay and safe about, you know, talking about these things openly and yeah. students can for that matter. Uh, if we have that as an environment and there's certain things that we can provide, that would be uh, would be very helpful. Yeah. Because, yeah. So, okay, one last thing. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about this one. Okay, I'm ready. Yeah, okay, are you ready? Is it okay. a surprise? Do I know about yeah. it? I think you should. Okay. I mean, we've tried to do it for three years. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> yeah, this, we're going to make another attempt because we were going to, in 2020, we were going to have a Because Worship event yeah. and uh, Because Worship night. But we are not just going to treat this like an event on one night. We are trying to do a full lead up to it that will, I'm, I'm trying to incorporate, you know, even what we're doing with uh, TP Park and local uh, local missions and all that sort of stuff uh, to lead up to uh, a night where we do have a full, full-on worship thing like we had um, uh, we, I think we did four of them, or three or four, something like that, mm-hmm. in years past, and they were very meaningful times for yeah. all of us, and and uh, where we all got together because that is one of the things that uh, you were, were talking about people not liking the music. I had another friend of mine who's very blunt and very honest said <laughs> one, he said one hundred percent of the people that he's talked to when he tells him he goes to One Life, people say, oh. I love the music, and that's why I'm there. I go to the, I go for the music, go for the music, and that's why I went originally. Right, and we all, and then he follows it by saying, "You're a distant second. <laughs> he said, "He said, I'll say, what about Brett? Okay, he's fine, but the music is, the music. is is the thing. The music <laughs> is the thing." And then I remember when we used to get, we used to do first impression cards. Oh yeah, and. 98% of those that were the music thing. And uh, and that's hats off to our musicians and sure. the people because they work very hard on that. They make their plans. But it's not just about music. It is about being a place. We, we truly want to be a place of worship. And so what we're going to do is starting on July 31st is the kickoff date right now. We keep getting canceled on as far as finding a venue. <laughs> so oh, no. as of, I'm going to say this tentatively, September 10th is the date we're looking at. Great. And we're hoping to do this, but we're going to start on July 31st. And, and the plan is to provide a daily devotional in some format and talk about worship as in-depth as we possibly can. Worship in life, worship in music, and all that goes with that. And hopefully the goal is that the other side of it, people will have a deep knowledge and understanding about what worship actually is, how it functions both in life and in, in, in musically, because that is a big part of what the Bible has to say about worship. So, Absolutely. See, aren't you excited about that? Aren't I you, am, glad, yeah. Aren't you glad we brought that up? Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm kind of sad. <laughs> I'm not sad about... Kind of sad. I'm, I'm not sad. I'm sad because I won't be a part of it the way I'd hoped to be two years ago. Oh, okay. But I'm I also not going to miss the whole planning portion of this, to be honest. Uh, yeah, see, that's the other thing. It's yeah. it's kind of like, uh, you know, why don't we do more city serve day? Why don't we do more because of it? Yeah, well, because there are a lot of work. Just cut out a few Sundays, and you can have plenty of time to do it, That's exactly right. right. If we could just call a moratorium on about five yeah. Sundays in a row, we could do we could do a great big event. But uh, but I'm excited about it because I, I did some in-depth work on it today, and that's how I spent my day, just kind of really trying to examine that and think through what that would look like and um, – and so the the goal is to truly have a, a deeper understanding of what worship really is and mm-hmm. why you do it. Why do you do things like whether raise your hands or sing songs or any of that? I I don't like doing this through religious practices. I, I like to have a deep understanding of why. Okay, here is why I'm doing yeah. it. So it, it engages my heart a lot more. And I think it'll engage people's hearts. I'm excited. I'm excited. So, I have a yeah. lot of things to look forward yeah. to this year. Yeah. And so... And there'll be other things beside that, but uh, I'll leave that for another another day. But okay. I want people praying towards that because the kickoff is July 31st, and that feels very, very close, speaking it of does. the planning. Yeah. So that you don't have to be a part of it. <laughs> you could be relieved now. I've got other things I'm planning right now. We have uh, a lot okay. going on, too. Okay. So. Yeah. So Exciting. very quickly, how are things going in your world? It's and, going great, and, yeah. Okay. We're... Uh, one thing I invited you to, um, we're having somebody come in and talk about discipleship, because what does discipleship look like um, kind of in 2022? You yeah. know, the whole idea of, um, I'm sorry, not discipleship. 
Oh, okay. Not discipleship. I mean, uh, discipleship not for that sure. That's not important but, or anything, um, but evangelism specifically. So oh, evangelism. evangelism okay. Okay. In twenty twenty two, so we're bringing someone in who's been doing that in Portland for the last fifteen years. So a place that's oh, okay. been very post Christian for a long time, and more and more of our country is becoming post Christian, and that's something that we can be afraid of, where we can actually look at it and say, how can we have conversations to yeah. kind of be prepared for that? So plan a bit for that, and then we're doing another Imagine Evansville in September. Okay. When so. uh, when is that evangelism thing? Happen? May seventeenth. May 17th, yeah, okay. Is it like an event, leaders. or you just have to, okay, so, just for church leaders? Church leaders, yeah. Can I call? Yeah, I already invited you. Oh, you did? Okay, yeah, I texted okay. you before it was actually official. I'm a so. church leader? Okay, good. Yeah. It's quite fine. I'll send you a link. You did some, <laughs> 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 send Try you me link. again. Yeah. It's been a little bit of a blur. I feel normal for the first time in about six I'm weeks. I'm glad to hear week. that. Yeah, that's right. I'm so glad it's to hear that. actually happening, so, yeah. So now I'm interested. Before, when you asked me, before, <laughs> I was probably like, yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah, it was Kevin Plow. I think I said it is you Kevin Plow. Yeah. Yes, Kevin Plow, uh, son of uh, Luis Plow, yeah. and uh, who was great, great evangelist in, in uh, South America and, and in the United States. So, yeah, but Kevin so is great yeah. and exciting, and I'm just excited to. Yeah, the whole work that we do is just gather people into the room to have conversations because great, you know, we want to have a great conversation, but we want it to be something that continues yeah. conversation beyond that. So. Well, what's cool about that is that Luis did uh, evangelism very much like Billy Graham, and he was yeah. he was kind of he was called the Latin Billy Graham, I think. Yeah. And then, and then his son and his family followed that by saying, you know, that's a good thing, but that's not how you do it anymore. Yeah. And so, and that's the whole premise behind what he did in Portland and all the stuff that they yep. did. So I'm glad you know that neat. because some people are like, is this going to be like a crusade stock? And it's like, no, it's not going to be like that. <laughs> it's going to be a different conversation. So. Uh, yeah, no. Although we, you, we may wind back and we could, know, and, everything and the, goes backwards. Cru- right? That's right. Could do the crusade thing again. <laughs> yeah, so good enough. Anyway, no, it's been great. I'm right. having fun and, um, still, yeah, still enjoying just figuring out what that balance looks like. So, yeah. All right. Well, I hope you find your balance. Thanks, Brett. It's yeah, good to hang out right. with you. It is. It's been a good time. I feel like I only derailed us a little bit, but I just had a lot of things I wanted to talk about. This is fun. I know. Okay. I didn't feel derailed at all. Okay, it's, it's, a, it's all good. I'm going to hit one of these buttons and see uh, if it's the right music. Uh, okay. It's going to be a surprise to all of us. All right. That's a different one. It was a different fine. one. That's right. Okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> one of these days yeah. I'll learn how it I could kind of see that it wasn't the same one when I was looking <laughs> at it. Right, you know, so... Uh, anything else to close with? Or yeah, just... no, I, I would just encourage people to get signed up. You do have to sign up for the Love Your Neighbor Day and, yeah. and uh, buy your T-shirt and, yeah. and, uh, and and just be a part of it. Because the, the cool thing about it is not only just getting out there, it's getting out there together. And it's going to be a great time. It is. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. As always, uh, we'd love to hear your feedback. You can email us at podcast at onelifechurch.org. Um, and also any of the conversations we've talked about previously, you can probably find those on previous episodes. Uh, check us out on YouTube. Jimmy's been doing a great job on YouTube. i got to shout him out there. YouTube looks great oh, right yeah. now. Check out One Life Church on YouTube. A lot yeah, of great things out there. Absolutely. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you again next time.